your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <clears throat> I am your host, Chris Maselli with a, another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today, some things to get to involving the Avalanche. A couple things not involving, well, maybe one thing in, not involving the Avalanche. But we will get to the naming of the new arena. Well, the same arena, just a new name, which seems to be taking on a life of its own with this new name. Uh, so we'll get to that. We'll talk about the postponement of the Winter Classic and the All-Star Weekend. One thing that I'm, you know, sad to see, the other one not so much. Uh, and we will also get into the two prospects that everybody always likes to talk about are Bo Byram and Alex Newhook. And there was talk about maybe one or both of those guys coming up next season, in particular Byram. We'll talk about how it, the tide has kind of turned and who might come up to the Avalanche first in the roster, their NHL roster first. So we'll talk about that, and we'll get to the Matt Nieto poll as well for his 2019-2020 season grade. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets on Instagram, Lockdown Avalanche, on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche, which is also where you can vote for these season polls which we are winding down. There's not that many left. So uh, you can vote on those polls over on Twitter and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions, anything you want to get off your chest, how the Avalanche have been doing in the off season, what you expect from them next season. Send all that to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. So I, like most people, woke up this morning to an announcement that the Pepsi Center was no longer going to be called the Pepsi Center. And I I kind of forgot that it was on the last year of the naming rights. I remember hearing it last year at some point. I don't even remember where I heard it, that they were just going to extend it one more year to kind of negotiate more or something to that effect. And it kind of, you know, maybe by that night, whenever I heard it, uh, I, I forgot about it. And I wake up this morning and to um, a lot of Twitter posts about the arena being renamed. And it is now called the Ball Arena. And it's not the sexiest name. And I think in this age of, you know, corporate America where they have their hands in a lot of things and, you know, the naming rights to stadiums, like you don't get like, you know, the Arrowhead Stadium anymore or even Mile High Stadium anymore. And, you know, you, you get a company name. It's just the way it is right now. But if you get a company name, you want a, a, a company name that has like some oomph to it and when i think when most people saw ball arena they were like that's it and i was in that same realm <laughs> but when you when you look at what the ball corporation does that's what really matters you know a name is a name the the arena is the same the colors will change the pepsi is still going to be 
serving their soft drinks there. So that's not going away. And I think people will get over this in a little while. Uh, this this happened when when the I think it was in Vesco Field was the first field the, the first naming of the new Mile High Stadium. And when you know fans were adamant, like I am calling that Mile High Stadium. I don't care what it's called. I'm calling it Mile High. And even Invesco kind of, kind of, you know, said, "All right, well, we'll call it Invesco Field at Mile High." That wasn't good enough for some Bronco fans. But in time, you get over it. It, it, it. And I think you know that stadium has been renamed like three or four times at this point. People will lose interest in this. Um, but at first, like I said, it's just not like the sexiest of names, but it doesn't matter really, because what this company does is great for the environment. And I, I remember watching an avalanche game last year and on the altitude network, they were pushing hard for this ball corporation and the new aluminum cans and or the aluminum cups that they were using. And in reading how this came about, they were they apparently they were talking to them about how to get them more into the business with with the Cronky Sports Entertainment. And then over the course of those negotiations, I guess it turned into, you know, our naming rights are going to be up, and it turned into that. My wife pointed out to me that the the ball logo is the same that's on all those mason jars, like every single mason jar you've ever seen in your life. And I didn't even realize that until she told me that. Um, so they're, they're a company that's that's doing good for the earth. And that's the most important thing here. So uh, where's the, the statement from Stan Kroenke himself? Is with great pride that we introduced Ball Arena as the new home of the Denver Nuggets, Colorado Avalanche, and Colorado Mammoth. Our goal in selecting a long-term international long-term international venues partner was to find a Colorado-based company with global renown to grow side-by-side with our talented young teams. Ball Corporation is an ideal fit for that vision. Uh, An innovative leader that shares our commitment to our local community, uh, to environmental sustainability, and creating jobs in Colorado. And we looking forward to unveiling Ball Arena and welcoming our fans, all that other stuff. you know, it, it, I think what people are maybe holding on to now is that they can still call it the can. Uh, maybe that will stick because, you know, they make cans. It fits. I was throwing around the idea of calling it uh, the pit for like the ball pit. Who knows what they're going to call it? I, like I said, in the end, it, the Avalanche is still playing on the same ice just going to have different logos all over the place. So I think fans will get over this relatively quickly after the first month or so of the season. And we'll move on and we'll still have an excellent team from next year. So, uh, yeah, and it's good for the environment, like I said. So that's what really matters. So what else do we have? The postponement of the Winter Classic and the All-Star Weekend has been announced. So the Winter Classic always on January 1st. The league is hopefully starting on January 1st this year, next year. And those two just, I thought, you know, they, maybe they could do that, have opening day be your winter classic. But the winter classic is not the winter classic unless you have fans. Let's get real. 
you can't play that game in an empty arena. It's it's kind of pointless because that's the one thing that's you know as much for the guys playing in it, which is an experience. Uh, going to a Winter Classic game is an experience for the fans. So that's pretty much why they had to cancel this and postpone it. So it was supposed to be the Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues with Minnesota being the home team. And they postponed that for a year from what I understand. At first, the the language of the release was uh, postpone it until... you know, somewhere, let's see, the league intends to return to Minnesota and Florida for these signature events, Florida being for the All-Star game, in the near future. So when you read that, you're like, oh, so they're not going to just push it back a year. But then you keep reading, and it says that it seems like they are. They're just going to push it back, push everything back a year, which is the right thing to do. I I miss, I will miss at least the, the Winter Classic. That's always a great game to watch. Doesn't matter who's playing. And I will not miss the All-Star game whatsoever. I am not a fan of All-Star games. I don't care the sport. They're boring to me. They're dull. I feel like they've worn out their welcome. When the NFL said they're not playing their Pro Bowl, I don't think anybody blinked an eye. That one normally doesn't really get too much play. But I don't know. I just think... uh, if you're there, it's probably different than watching on TV. So I I, I could really care less that the All-Star game, I, I love the fact that the All-Star game is not going to be played. I would be fine with that year after year. But yeah, I think the Winter Classic, uh, that's the first thing to fall. Hopefully that's the only thing. And I don't think... I'm, I'm trying to remember if they even announced stadium series games for next year. They, they might not have done that, but if they did, they haven't canceled those. I'll say this. If they did announce them, that was not in the press release. So they might be holding on to those to see if anything changes and they can pull those off. If they haven't, if they didn't announce them, which I don't remember them announcing them. So I could be completely wrong on that, but uh, they, they, those probably will get canceled too if they were ever announced. So yeah, one one thing that most people look forward to is not happening. The other that I don't know how you people feel about the all-star game. If you're like me, you probably could care less. So, but it kind of does show you that we're still dealing with this thing. And you know, the the league wants to start January 1st. I guess that's still a possibility. We most definitely are not going to have stand uh, fans in the stands in the beginning. Let's see how it plays out over the course of a season, but uh, no stadium series game or no uh, winter classic game. You kind of expected to happen as we're almost into November. So, all right, we are going to get to our prospects here in a second, but first we're going to hear from built bar and built bar.com. Uh, Built Bar are bars that are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew protein and energy bars. The best tasting bar on the market, bar none. Uh, Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. 
Most bars either have 180 or 130 calories, depending on if they come with nuts or not, but all of them are incredibly healthy for you. Five grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs, great tasting. Just to name some flavors for you, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp, German chocolate, mint brownie, salted caramel, the list goes on and on. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKEDON, and 20% comes off of your order at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so yeah, the, the two big prospects that everybody talks about, Bo Byram, Alex Newhook. I think the, the tide might be shifting a little bit in who comes up first. At the end of the season last year, I think a lot of people were sold on the fact that Bo Byron was, was going to be on this team next year. He was brought to Edmonton, tried out for the team. Was a, a long haul for him to actually make it and really play minutes, which didn't happen. And But just the fact that he went to Edmonton, practiced with the team, went through that you know truncated uh, training camp, I guess, that people saw maybe the writing was on the wall that he would be there next year. And, you know, people were thinking Zadorov was on his way out, which actually happened. And he would kind of fill in, take his spot. And then the Avalanche traded for Devin Taves, which people were thinking, hmm, all right, well, that's a great deal. That's a great trade. He's a great player, fits in great with this team. What does that mean for Byram? And then the wheels start spinning of like, are the Avs not, not that they're not sold on Byram. I think they have big plans for him, but did they not like what they saw in him last year, which didn't really make any sense because he had a fantastic season where he played, took him a little while to get going. Uh, And in the, he was playing with the avalanche in their preseason and, you know, played like you would expect him to play. Maybe I don't want to say like a deer in headlights type of thing, but uh, you could tell he needed to go down a level and get some some licks in, which he did. And even in in that league, he was it took him a little while to get going. But once he did everything you would expect him to be. So the avalanche trade for Devin Taves, get rid of Nikita Zadorov. And there's no room for Byram right now. So I think they are just fine and happy with him staying where he is. Rumors of him going overseas to play. I talked about that in an episode a couple weeks ago in Sweden, I believe it was. I haven't heard those rumors anymore lately. Doesn't mean it won't happen. But um, I feel like the, the Bo Byram talk has calmed down because he he's got to go through a lot of guys to make this team. I mean, their defense, you know them. Eric Johnson, Sam Girard, Ian Cole, Ryan Graves, Kale McCarr, and now Devin Taves. He's not breaking through that. He's not breaking through that wall. Now, you can get into injuries and stuff like that, which we're not going to do. But for, for those six guys... There's no room for for Bo Byram. And I think the Avalanche are okay with that. We don't have to force him up right now. <clears throat> what what can hurt? I mean, he's a 18, 19-year-old guy, kid now. I think he's 19 at this point. 
me see. I can look up his. He is 19. So, you know, if there's no rush, there's no rush. And you are the favorite to win the Stanley Cup with the team you have now. Now, does that take a hit if you were to call him up? Uh, who knows? But why chance that? So I think you're not going to see Byram this year unless you get you know a lot of injuries. But even at that rate, I don't think you will because you can just pull up from your AHL squad if you wanted to. So then now that asks the question of Alex Newhook. Alex Newhook was their second draft pick in the first round. And I think he turned a lot of heads in his one year in college. I know he turned a lot of heads in his one year in college. And some people have him ranked even higher than Bo Byram in Colorado Avalanche prospects and even, you know, league-wide prospects overall. Some people have him overtaking Bo Byram. And if you look at how things pan out, if you go, if you check out the cat friendly site and see where contracts lie, Obviously, Newhook being a forward, there's a lot more room for him to break through. And we know he's going back to college for another season. So we don't need to worry about him at all for this year. But the year after after that, you know, there's a lot of unrestricteds that might be gone that he can slide in on uh, unrestricted free agents in 2021-22. Landeskog, he's not going anywhere. Brandon Saad is UFA. Matt Calvert is a UFA. And Pierre-Edward Belmar is UFA. Chances are they won't be able to sign all of those guys, maybe for a number of reasons. Maybe, that maybe they're ready to move on from them. Belmar is going to be 36 or 37 at that time. So, And he's got $1.8 million. So you can save that $1.8 million, bring in new hook, save some money, and now there's your youth movement coming up. So there's more room for Newhook to maneuver his way into uh, a, a forward role than there is for Byram on a defensive role. But it could happen where they both come up at the same time because in that same season, in the 2021-22 season, who else is a free agent then? Ian Cole. And Ian Cole right now is costing you $4.25 million. Now you could save all of that money and bring up Byram, who is making just shy of $900,000. So that is probably the plan for the Colorado Avalanche. Both of these guys are going to get one more year of seasoning wherever they're playing. And in 21-22 season, both of them find their way into this roster. For a number of reasons, because the guys they're replacing are a either getting a little bit older, or b their cap number is pretty hefty, and I don't think Ian Cole would demand another four point two five million in another two years, but he's not going to want to go down that much. So you're going to save a lot of money on both of those contracts, and then what happens the year after that? You get one more year of Nathan McKinnon at 6.3, and then you got to pay him. All of this stuff, all of these movements are with that in mind. Don't kid yourself. And let's not forget about Landis Gog and Kale McCarr. So things are set up nicely. They they have not like dished out a ton of money or really term contracts. I think that's the big thing 
is they didn't send out a lot of term contracts where, you know, you're, you have guys locked up for four, five, six years, because then you're in a world of hurt trying to sign your big name guys. And they're not in that position right now. They're in a good position to sign those guys, get rid of some cap space. You'll have to say bye to guys who are, you know, crowd favorites like Ian Cole. And I like Belmar, uh, but you're probably going to say goodbye to him after next season. And then here comes new hook and Byram. So we'll have to wait another year, but I think they are both coming at the same, same time. They're going to be up at the, up at the level at the same time. So there you go. All right. Matt Nieto and his poll. We have to bring up his uh, Twitter. Let's bring up that. Twitter uh, poll that was finished kind of across the board for Matt Nieto, who is obviously no longer with the team. This was the first poll that we did for a guy that uh, is no longer with the team. So yeah, he got votes in every category. 2% gave him an A, uh, 41% gave him a B, 52% gave him a C, and 5% gave him a D or F. So 52% wins out for for Matt Nieto. And I think that's the accurate grade for him. Um, some of the comments on Twitter, Rebecca said uh, she, she might have been the one, the 2% that gave him an A. She said, this guy always gets an A for me. He may not always score, but he leaves everything on the ice every single night. Definitely going to miss him. Uh, Karen Sherritt says, whilst I thought he did a great job on the fourth line, there were times where he was a little too quiet for my liking, which is why the C. Kyle Sullivan, our good friend Kyle, said, I voted C as in I hate to see you go. Ha ha. Very good, Kyle. Uh, Hopefully he can find his confidence in San Jose just because he has the skill set. He just doesn't believe it yet. (laughs) And then uh, King Dawit said, I vote C as in Long Beach. And C is capitalized in beach. We have some creative listeners. Uh, Long Beach native Matt Nieto. So, yeah, I mean, he he is, I don't mean this in a mean way. He's a C-level player. Like he's that That's his grade, would probably be his grade every year. I, he's not the type of player that's going to break out on the scene um, and he's not going to score a ton of points. Uh, where's his stats for this year? 70 games played, eight goals, 13 assists, 21 points, plus seven on the season. So where he's valuable, penalty kill every single time. And you felt good when he was on a penalty kill. And he's got some pretty good speed, good at scoring shorthanded goals. Uh, I don't know if they have that on here where I'm looking. He had two shorthanded, was it? Yes, two shorthanded goals last year, uh, which I thought he had more than that for some reason. I did a couple more, but he, he's good at doing that. So the Avalanche will miss that definitely in, in the penalty kill. In the playoffs, 14 games played, a goal, two assists, but that's what you get from him. You know what I mean? Like he he's he's that player. I agree with Rebecca. He, when he's out there, he puts everything he can into that shift. So that that hustle, that determination, that hard work, um, you like guys like that on your team. And maybe this was just a thing where there just wasn't enough room for him. The abs are loaded. 
And I think it was just time that, you know, they moved on. He ended up back home, which maybe that was where he wanted to go. I don't know if the avalanche really made a big push for him, but uh, I, I, he was an enjoyable guy to watch. Like you felt comfortable when he was on the ice that like, again, going back to what Rebecca said that he would give everything that he had. So um, I wish him well in, in San Jose. I always keep an eye on the former Avs to see like how they're doing, and he's no different. So I, I look forward to uh, watching him play the Avalanche when San Jose comes to town or when the Avalanche go to San Jose or however this season works out, if there's bubbles again, who knows. But um, he was a good player for the Avs, and I think a C is a, a the grade that he gets mainly because of the the penalty kill. If he could score a little bit more on a better clip, you might bump him up into the B range, but C is kind of where he's at for me and seems like I agree with the people of Twitter. So next, next one. Who do we have next? I had it loaded here. Um, I think it's Miko Rantanen. Yeah, Miko Rantanen is, is next on our list. I just want to bring it up just to be sure. But um, uh, that could be interesting. So... Um, is, is Logan O'Connor next? Let me see. I can bring it up really quickly. I was thinking, should I do like Logan O'Connor? Yeah, maybe. Let me see here. All right. Uh, Matt Nina, Logan O'Connor is next. And yeah, we're going we're gonna to give Logan O'Connor a grade. I think he deserves one. And then we'll do Miko Rantanen after that. So Logan O'Connor next on the list for his 2019-2020 season grade. That poll will go up over the weekend and we'll do that one for monday so only a few more names left to go and we have gone through the roster and given grades to everybody on the avalanche so that's it all right everybody so that is it for today uh definitely check out locked on nhl for any news going on around the league which is a little bit quiet right now but that's fine arbitration is next week and uh yeah Check out Locked On NHL for any stay up to date, anything going on in the league. And uh, we will see you guys on Monday. Thank you for tuning in today and every day. Greatly appreciate it. Leave feedback if you can, wherever you listen. Follow me on social media. I interact with almost everybody on there, and it's kind of fun. So thanks, everybody. See you next week. Enjoy. Go, Abs, go.